Welcome to episode 12 of Void Video. I'm your host, Evan Jordan, a.k.a. That Evan Jordan on Twitter. And I am Nick, a.k.a. Agent Relic on Twitter. And today we've got a solitary film for you. This is uh, outside of our, our, our uh, interview yeah, with, with Dusty Madeline. We've not done a show that was about one single film before, but we're doing it today with Brigsby Bear. Yes, and this is by far, no contest, the most wholesome movie we have done on this podcast. Absolutely. No contest. And I think we probably couldn't pick a more wholesome movie than this. (laughs) I don't know if it exists. (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) Yeah, this was produced by uh, the the Three Lonely Island guys and... Uh, uh, Philip Lord and Christopher Miller. And yeah, and Philip Lord and Christopher Miller did like this. the Lego Movie, correct? Yeah, the Lego Movie and um, uh, Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, and they've they've done a lot of big big time comedies and stuff. And uh, yeah, they were doing the Solo Movie. That they were wrapped up in that whole ordeal. <laughs> oh, <laughs> let's not get into it. But I, <laughs> yeah, they were canned from that. I believe, right? <laughs> they were. Yes, yeah. they were. <laughs> or they left it or something. Yeah, I'm it was a creative about. disagreement. We won't. Yeah, yeah we won't yeah. dive in. But it was just a creative disagreement kind of thing. But Brigsby Bear. Is Brisbane Bear is something truly special, I think. And this is yeah. one of those movies that like caught me totally off guard. It was a blind buy. Like the, the literally the draw was I'm like, okay, the cast looks good, and it was shot in Salt Lake City, Utah, which I live very close to for a large portion of my life. So I was like, that's neat. I've been there a lot, you know. Maybe I'll I, see something I recognize. Which I, I always love that you pick movies based on where you've lived because like it's interesting for me because i've lived in the same place my whole life so i I, and nothing's ever made in the midwest really so yeah that's true you know i've never really thought of that but there's not a lot of movies set in the midwest i guess yeah so like current day movies yeah you pick a lot of stuff that's from like the south or you know colorado and you like that sort of i don't know it's an interesting and i think you sent me Speed, you 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 uh you sent me the uh like the Blu-ray came in or whatever, and I was like I looked it up and I'm like oh that looks interesting I'll buy it too. Yeah, I send Nick all my anytime I order movies. We always like to trade pictures of our of our Blu-rays. We're both like like obsessed with collecting Blu-rays and stuff. And yeah, Brigsby oh, was oh, in one of the lots I think one day that I, I sent also, you a picture. Also, of. this movie is is only on physical media or can you get this on a i think i think you can watch it on hulu that's what i was looking at earlier okay yeah <laughs> i wasn't aware of that going into it because i just blind bought it off the internet but yeah it's yeah it's on hulu you can watch it on hulu and oh it's on amazon prime also no so. it's not it's 2.99 to rent it's on oh, stars it? it's on stars oh okay that's why google but, says that. but also yeah, the stars. blu-ray is seven dollars so i mean buy this movie if it, it, like this is a buy i think if you buy this movie and you don't think it's worth seven dollars, I will not finish that sentence because I'll end up owing people money. <laughs> Someone would buy it and be like, "Wait, you said guarantee, price back guarantee." Yeah, if you watch this movie and you don't like it, DM me your address and I will come to your house and punch you in the face. <laughs> Because you hate happiness if you don't like this okay, movie. Okay, I like how we said it's the most wholesome movie we've done, and then now you're going to punch someone in I'm the face. I'm threatening violence, what, five minutes in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but th- we, we can, I guess, go into the movie. It's, uh... I, God, how do you introduce this concept, man? It's, a uh, Um, there is... He's, like, uh, 20? 20-ish? He's in his 20s. He's, like, 25. But I he lives with his quote-unquote parents we'll find out in a second why i say quote-unquote but those with his parents and they live in an underground bunker and they're not allowed to go outside because his parents tell him that it like he'll die if you breathe the air so like his dad sneaks out with the gas mask and stuff yeah it's like and, the air is deadly they tell him yeah it's dangerous. So, so he's lived his entire life inside of this bunker and one night he sneaks out and the police it happens like it happens at a like the perfect time because the police arrive right when he sneaks out to save him and tell him that his whole life he has been abducted by 
Uh, she is... Oh, he's an artist, right? He's like an artist and a designer. Yeah. And she's a yeah. scientist, I think, right? Yeah, or I believe so. Ted and April Mitchum are their names. Uh, I forget. I think yeah, he's an artist, and I think she is a scientist. That's not really re- that's not super relevant, but I do think that that she was a scientist. Yeah, but she that so he's he learns that his whole life he has been abducted, and yeah, you know he's lives a lie whole, pretty much. Yeah, his whole life is a lie, and he's brought back into the real world and reintroduced to his real family. And to society as a whole that he's never experienced, you know? And while he was in the bunker, he did one thing. Watch Brigsby Bear. It's a TV show that... Which is really, like, wholesome, but also slightly creepy, like, bear. The bear wears me out a little bit, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. But it's wholesome in the context of the movie. But I think if I just discovered Brigsby Bear, like the TV show on some like creepypasta subreddit, I would buy it that it was some kind of weird shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so, so he learned everything. All everything he's ever learned is through this TV show. And yeah. he's obsessed with it. Like he gets completely enthralled. He gets out into the real world, reintroduced to his family. So his two parents and he has a sister as well who, uh, they're a bit, I wouldn't say cold to him, but they're like, un, I don't know, it's hard for them to adjust as well to learning, you know, that he's, that they found who they've been looking for, because they've been searching for him for, you know, 20 years or whatever. Yeah, they, I feel like, had probably nearly given a pope at this point, you know? Yeah, and then they find him. And then and, he's thrust into their lives, kind of, and they don't know how to, how to act. Yep, and he is obsessed with Brigsby Bear. So, like, he's watching oh, yeah. it every single day, and he, when he gets out, he's like, I want to see the end of Brigsby Bear, because it, like, it just ends, because, uh, do we spoil... Yeah, I don't think we say why, it just ends, but... No, we could but... say, it, it happens pretty early on, I think, but you could say, and I think it makes it more interesting, actually, if you do know, that Brigsby Bear was made up by Ted and, I don't, I don't know if April was involved, but Ted... Created Brigsby yeah, he made Bear, yeah. Ted created Brig- Brigsby Bear, the show, to teach James all the ideals and things that he wanted to teach him. So he like filmed it yeah. in a warehouse with this weird wait, like this waitress actress, and uh, he filmed the whole show. And, and he'd make one episode every day and bring him a videotape at the end of the day. And James is the only one who has ever seen the show. So this thing yeah. that he's obsessed with, he's got like a shirt that <laughs> it says, uh, it's Brigsby, right? And everyone's yeah, like, it's Brigsby. what's on your shirt? <laughs> and he's like, it's and he's Brigsby. he's like, oh, it's Brigsby. <laughs> <laughs> it's Brigsby. Dope as shit. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's that, that, that's dope as shit. That's dude, like one of my favorite lines from it is where I, the, the dude, friend this, teaches him the dope as shit line. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, th- I definitely think that. I mean, that's the name of the episode too, dope as shit, because this movie's dope as shit. <laughs> This podcast is dope as shit. This <laughs> this is all dope as shit that's happening right now. Uh, yeah, he like he kind of has. What's his first like social experience? Because the dad wants to the dad wants to like do the stuff they like. Oh, he takes him to the movies. So he take because yes. he he like tells him he wants to watch Brigsby or whatever, and they're like, we don't have that. We don't know what that is. That's like not a thing. And <laughs> so he like a... takes him to the movies. This was a funny scene. They're like, uh, we don't have Brigsby, but we have all this. And they turn on the TV, and it's like bullshit you'd see on TV. It's like a cooking show and some reality yeah. show. It's so funny. Because he's looking at it like, this is weird, but like Brigsby's weird. So like, yeah. he thinks this, like, the stuff that we see, like, you know, on TV is... Because this movie's made in 2017, and it takes place in present time. So, yeah. So, like, all the bullshit on TV in 2017, you know? Or twenty sixteen. Yeah, like just trash TV, like we like we consume, like most of us consume. You know, like it's he's he's flipping through it, and like it seems super normal to us, but it seems weird to him. And like we think, like you said, that Brigsby is weird as shit. You know, but like that's normal to him because that's what he's always watched. Yeah, yeah. So his uh his real his biological father, I guess, um, takes him. He, he like he he wants to play basketball with him. He wants to do like catch up with him and. You know, yeah. Try, tries his best to uh, 
bond with him, I guess. And he takes him to the movies. I forget what they're watching. It's uh, it I was, don't remember. It, was it fake or was it a real? Yeah, it was fake. I don't think it was a real movie. I think it was fake. I'm pretty sure. Okay. And um, it's like, but he he goes back home and he's like, <laughs> he's like re- recalling and retelling the scene. He's like, you remember that part where the guy did this and that? And it, oh man, that was so funny. And he's like, yeah, I remember. I watched it. <laughs> and it's like you can tell he's super hyped by this experience at the movies and like. It's a very mundane thing to his to his dad, yeah. you know. Yeah, and then uh, his sister, um, her name is Aubrey, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah Aubrey. Aubrey, um, pretty much the his his mom forces Aubrey to take uh James to a well. They say that they're going to a concert or something, right? And but they're actually going to a party. You know? Yeah, they're actually going to a party. And at the party, James gets introduced to all of Aubrey's friends, and one of them is Spencer. And Spencer's probably my favorite non-james character in the movie he's just he's wholesome like he he has a an infectious energy about him from the moment he comes on he's got a star trek shirt and he's very interested in whatever james is saying and like yeah he thinks like james weirdness is super cool like he's into it you know and to this point i think everyone thought james was weird but like yeah spencer was like into it he's like hey man like and he wanted to listen about brigsby he's like hey bring me brigsby tapes and yeah James brings him the tapes and <laughs> he watched he's like dude we gotta we gotta finish this because Spencer yeah. is uh he's good at like video editing he's got a camera and stuff so uh they take a an adventure i guess to uh finish brigsby bear they're gonna make a movie <laughs> yeah I and get- it's like spencer honestly is kind of the driving force of getting it done you know like he he kind of like helps james like with the things he doesn't know how to do like getting the you know the camera and like the editing and all that he kind of has all this knows all the stuff that james doesn't you and know, james knows the brigsby stuff yeah and what i loved about it too was like spencer <laughs> he says that he's going for like a job interview in two weeks or something so he can't smoke or anything so he said he's just bored like he's he's looking for a place in the world too just like james is because james is like i mean he's never met anybody else so yeah. like he doesn't know anything and like he found spencer who is just as passionate about brigsby bear as he is and you know so they they need each other really and i think that right. it makes a cool dynamic and i love definitely the Spencer and James relationship very well done. Yeah, I agree with that. The de- definitely my favorite relationship I think of the movie is kind of, and they immediately hit it off. It's like an instant yeah. thing, you know. Yeah, because and he's like, like it was he's like what's at the on party your- right? Yeah, when they, because when they took him to the party. Yeah, because everyone's asking James what's on your shirt, what's on your shirt, and then when it comes to Spencer, yeah. he's like Spencer, what's on? Or he doesn't know his name at the time. He's like, what's on your shirt? He's like, it's Star Trek, man. Like, he's just, like, so casual about it. Like, it's Star Trek. Like, everyone knows yeah. Star Trek, but he doesn't. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Like, the I, they played with that in cool ways, I think. The other people taking stuff as common knowledge and then him being like, okay, that's weird. And yeah. it's like they, they twisted it, you know? Like, he thinks they're weird, too. It's not yeah. just them that think he's weird. He thinks all of them are super weird, too. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> James gives Spencer the Brigsby Bear tapes because, uh, like, when he was freed from the bunker, they took some stuff out, and he ended up, I guess, getting to hang on to the Brigsby Bear tapes. But he gives yeah. them to Spencer. Spencer watches them and uploads them on the internet. And yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny, too. He's like, how are you watching that? He's like, oh, I uploaded it to YouTube or whatever I was going to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what? And... There are hundreds of people watching this and being amazed and blown away by Brigsby Bear too. So like, yeah, I honestly, when he like first told him he did it, I was, I was wondering if he was gonna be mad. Me too. Or whatever. At first, at first, I thought like Spencer, like he did it for an evil reason, you know. But then like, it's this. This isn't that type of movie. Like Spencer is a good person, and he did it because he wanted to share Brigsby Bear, and then the people responded to it positively too which i think yeah caught me off guard too <laughs> i thought people would be like oh this is terrible but <laughs> right and then people liked it and thought it was cool and yes. they kind of like get their whole friends group rallied around this thing around making this uh this final continuation to brigsby happen yeah to me this movie is like the perfect expression of passionate movie making that i've seen in a long time like it's just 
everybody in the movie is so passionate about finishing this movie that it reminds you why you love movies in the first place. Yeah, I think exactly. And I think it's just I don't know. It's a special movie. I definitely think everyone should watch it. I don't. Oh, I would be shocked if someone watched it and was like, "Oh man, that was a complete waste of my time." <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I can't imagine you watching this and and walking away from it, being like, you know, uh, not for me. You know, like I I think it's just phenomenal in in every sense of the word yeah it's it's got this like really magical energy to it you know like the whole thing it's like you you just like grin ear to ear almost from start to finish yeah there's like there's a there's a part where they go into like the desert i guess to film like the big set pieces of the movie and it's like a montage of them filming it and just laughing and having a good time and i just i sat there with a big smile on my face the whole time (laughs) yeah just I don't know. A- Absolutely. And you kind of, it's got some emotional moments too of like. For sure. When he, when, like when his therapist tells him that, you know, Brigsby isn't real and stuff, like he has a, a reaction to that. And you can like, it, it causes the viewer to have a reaction, I think, because they. Like, yeah, I'm going to. That's all he knows. I'm going to say I was a little upset by the, the other, some of the other characters, particularly his parents and the psychiatrist who. They frowned upon his obsession with Brigsby and tried to tear him down when all it did was make yeah. him happy. Like, I... It really pissed me off a little bit, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I yeah, not, you get... I got angry at them, you know, yeah, during the movie, and it's like, they're, they're kind of... They serve as the antagonist a bit, I think, yeah. during this. But but they, they redeem themselves, I think, overall, and end up with a cool little... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this movie is... It, this is like... I, I there's not a single like loose end that it, that is like n- not wholesome. You know what I mean? Like every nothing ends badly. No relationships end badly. Really, it's like all is so wholesome and just happy. Yeah. Uh. So the person who freed him and reconnected him with his parents, Detective Vogel. I really like this side story too. Was uh. Yeah. He's a detective, but he used to be an actor, and he at some point in his life decided acting doesn't pay the bills essentially so he became a detective to you know provide for his family and repressed his acting and he ends up helping james out by acting in the brixby bear movie <laughs> yeah and i love that side story great story yeah honestly th- like they do a great job of, of giving the side characters personality and like making them feel like an integral part of of everything that's happening you know yeah it, it kind of Brigsby becomes a community effort and everybody's involved in it. Yeah, you know, that's that's what I think makes it like that perfect culmination of why I, you know, love movies and passionate movie making and because everybody's involved in it and they all want to see this Brigsby Bear who they had never heard of. Like it's and honestly, Brigsby Bear was made with ill intent. Like he's essentially brainwashing him with this show. But right. Also, he loved the show, so... <laughs> yeah, and it's like nothing in the show was ever, like, bad. I don't think he necessarily taught him bad ideals from it. He taught him, like, to be nice to people, and it seems like all the stuff they show of Brigsby in the in the show never seems like he's teaching James weird stuff, you know, or, like, bad stuff. It seems like just, like, stuff you'd see on a normal kid's show, you know? Yeah. And it's, like, it's really magical, the way everybody is drawn to it and becomes involved in it and just... Yeah, and like I absolutely can't recommend it enough, you know. Yeah, and I, at some point I was like, "Oh, people are gonna make fun of this," and and I like that they didn't go that direction because that's the safe direction of you know, oh, they're playing along because they think it sucks and it's stupid and ha ha ha, like like let's play right. a joke, and because that's like that's how it would happen in the real world, right? Like if this was the real world, Brigsby Bear people would just make fun of it, like and yeah. in this. It's like a perfect fantasy world of just people loving this character, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and people be- being kind of it, it genuinely good, I think, you know? Yeah. And kind. Yeah, and Bricks We Bear, the show, is, like, super weird. There's, like, uh, the, the staff and the crystals, and it's like a space show. And <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like <laughs> like shoddy sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, the effects are awful, and... 
it's charming and also if you get the blu-ray there is an episode of brixby bear on there it's like seven ish minutes long that's yeah. kind of cool so it's like it's it's like watching an episode of brixby bear what would be brixby bear <laughs> yeah that's really cool there's like he said that there were like 700 episodes there was a lot of episodes <laughs> oh yeah yeah in the movie james says there's like yeah like seven or eight hundred episodes or something i mean he's been making the show for a long time yeah <laughs> I don't know, we could sit here and talk about this movie for an hour, to be honest with we you. Really, yeah, we really could. I, We both were totally, totally into it, you know? And, like, it's it's just so great, man. I just... And and I think it, it like, it being a random find really made me enjoy it that much more. You know? Yeah, because me too. Because it was, like, I never expected to like it this much. And it's I just think it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like that on the first episode of this podcast, we talked about deerskin and like we both kind of went into that blind about a deerskin jacket. Like it's just like it's a simple story told creatively and it's just I don't know, it's movie making at its finest. And you don't it is. and you don't find that sincerity in a lot of big Hollywood movies, unfortunately. Yeah, you really you really don't. Yeah, there's a lot of honesty in in, in this movie and that kind of gets lost a lot of times in big productions. There is some, like, I don't want to say all big productions are like, soulless, yeah. but there's definitely sometimes where it's like, <laughs> it feels forced and there's yeah, nothing for sure. forced about Brixby bear. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I agree completely. This is definitely void video approved content right here. Like you should seek out and watch this movie. If you haven't, it's also interesting. So the movie was pitched between Kyle Mooney, who stars in it. He plays James. Um, Dave McCrary, who directed it, and Kevin Costello, who yeah. re- co-wrote it with co-wrote Kyle it Mooney. With Kyle Mooney, yep. And it, the movie itself, is, they were in middle school when they came up with this idea because they loved 80s like TV shows. So like they thought of Brigsby Bear as like this culmination of what they love too so like the movie itself is a passion project about passion projects yeah yeah passionception going on here um <laughs> ted who uh who he's he's the one who abducted james uh is played by yeah, mark played hamill by mark hamill yeah yeah mark hamill luke skywalker we all know who that is but uh <laughs> he said that he he he, he uh, chose that role because um you know he read the script and he loved it and i think that's just great like uh just yeah, reading a script so good yeah like it's it's just like one of those ideas that you read it and you're like i want to be involved in this right if it i imagine it probably felt special then when he read it you know yeah he just like, like he read it and was just blown away but <laughs> uh, yeah honestly i like the, the cast all around i mean andy sandberg's small role in it he's in it greg kinnear um mark hamill jane adams um the da- matt walsh the, yeah matt walsh is the biological dad that's good even though, yeah. like, even though he's kind of a dick, <laughs> and I yeah. didn't like him at times, <laughs> he, he, he played it well. Yeah, absolutely. But I think all around, like that, I don't think there's an element they missed on casting, music, all of it. It's all good. Yeah, I mean, the worst thing about it is that it's only ninety-seven minutes, which is criminal. Like, I want the extended yeah, cut. I, yeah, for real. <laughs> I want the Give extended. Me the, ha- hashtag release the McCary cut. <laughs> yeah. Or- <laughs> Or give us a sequel, Brixby Bear 2. We want to see the Brixby Bear, uh... I don't know, where do you go after a movie? <laughs> yeah, maybe he, um... I don't know. Where do you go after that? Maybe they're working on a Brixby Bear video game. And it's, it's a TV series following the uh, development team or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> sometimes you just lightning in a bottle. Can't recapture Yeah, it so. is. You can't. I yeah. think you can't. Like, yeah. this movie is the perfect definition of lightning in a bottle. Yep. And also, like... I will definitely check out anything Kyle Mooney writes. So Yeah, for sure. So like he, he won us over that way, even if we never get a sequel to this or a director's cut or just more insight on it. I mean Yeah, I'm following these people after this that yeah. you know that wrote and made this for sure. Definitely. Well we thought that uh that it'd be kinda interesting. Um for Brigsby Bear to do something a little different for the the latter half of the episode this week. And so we have kind of, we've arranged some, some fun questions for, for one another uh, based on some of the things that happened in the movie. So 
the first the first question that that we concocted here is that we have to describe a show from from our childhood, one of the '90s TV shows we used to watch, to somebody who has no idea of its, its existence in a way that makes sense. So, yes. like, we have to to kind of kind of play James, you know, trying to describe Br- Brigsby. Yeah, we're the only one who's people. seen this show, and we have to explain it. <laughs> right. <laughs> This, Nick, this, do you, this could be a train wreck. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, this could be an absolute like garbage truck on fire. But who? We're gonna try it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, for mine, I picked uh, one of my favorite shows as a kid, Scooby Doo. <laughs> so yeah. I guess I'll I'll try to explain it. I guess then you play the dumb person. Like you're gonna play the person who has no idea. What yeah, Scooby I'm gonna did. ask you questions throughout this to yeah. try to mess you up. Is what yeah. I'm gonna honestly you've do. Never <laughs> seen, you've never seen Scooby Doo, so you need to grill me out what Scooby Doo is. Yeah, but uh, so Scooby Doo is it's the story of a talking dog and his group of friends who. Drive in a van and solve mysteries. And I'm trying to think of how to explain this. Do story. they, like, first of all, where do they get this van? How do they know each other? How do they know? <laughs> are how they, they get... just, are they friends from school or like? I'm actually not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it ever said, does it ever say yeah, that in Scooby Doo? How they met that. each other? I feel like Daphne and Fred definitely are. But uh, yeah, like classmates or right. whatever. So every single episode is Scooby Doo, who is Scooby. Scooby's the dog, and his friend Shaggy, and they are scared of everything, and they kind of play play it up a lot. So every single episode, there's a monster that's haunting a town or a some sort of place, a forest or something, and the the gangs the 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 gang goes to solve the mystery of it and find out what's behind it. It's usually one of the town's residents or something playing a prank on someone or okay. on the town to, uh, I don't know, for ulterior motives. Do they get paid for solving these mysteries? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like they don't. <laughs> Where do they get gas money? That's a good question. <laughs> You just debunk Scooby Doo. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just really playing this up, maybe <laughs> how, too how much did, right now. <laughs> yeah, how did how did they get money for gas? That's a good question. I actually want to know that. <laughs> but uh, well, actually, okay, but being Evan for a second, aren't like Daphne's parents are rich? I think, and for Fred's. Oh yeah, one. that would make sense. Yep. One of their parents are rich. Is how they pay for all this. But yeah. But anyway, I'm gonna be the dumb guy again now. I'm not Evan anymore. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Scooby and his friend Shaggy, they're like the, they're they're scared of everything. So like every time they see the monster, they're like scared, but they always end up solving the crime because of their dumbness. And they like they like eating a lot of food, which <laughs> it's it's like a they're they're stoners essentially. Where yeah, uh, I was about to ask, why are they always hungry? Yeah, I don't know. They're always stoned <laughs> on Scooby snacks and whatnot. <laughs> Yeah, but they always end up Scooby and Shaggy almost always end up playing a pivotal part in solving the crime because of their scaredness, I guess. <coughs> and Velma, who is in the gang too, is very smart. Uh and Daphne and Fred just look good, so they're good at talking to <coughs> residents. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that, I think that, uh I'm, I'm ready to terrible. go watch this show now. That was a terrible way of explaining it. This this was a train wreck. <laughs> That's why I think this question was great is because mine is is Arthur is the show I'm going to be describing, oh, and man. I purposely picked Arthur because like I wanted it to be a train wreck. It's going to be hard to describe this show because it's weird, and like I think that's what the fun of this question was is that it's it's hard I mean, just, to describe something off memory. Just, just sing, sing the theme song that gives away everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I say, hey. uh but yeah so arthur is basically um it's a story of a young uh maybe 
10 to 12 year old aardvark and he's sentient and, and speaks with his aardvark family and he has a little sister named dw and she's kind of an asshole and then he's got like a baby sister that i can't think of the name of that like Kate. is also an asshole but she's cute so you forgive her for it <laughs> it's kate. and then it's kate okay kate yeah yeah how do you know? You've never seen this show. Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, he has he goes to school, and he has a lot of animal friends who are also sentient and speak. And he has a rabbit friend, and he has uh, an anteater friend. Are there any friend. humans in this show? No, there are no humans in this show. The The... The animals are personified as humans in this show. So the animals are taking the place of the people. They drive cars and go to work and go to school just like people do. But they're well, animals. Th- th- this sounds utterly ridiculous. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, they talking deal with, like... Barks? Come on. <laughs> you had a talking dog in yours that, that smoked Scooby Snacks with Shaggy. <laughs> uh... And so they, they, like, deal with, you know, regular kids going to school problems, bullies and school projects and making friends and, you know, but all while kind of being animals. Not kind of. They are animals. Uh, and they, they like, you know, learn to, to cope and learn how to live life like humans do, but as animals i don't know if i've made it clear yet but they're animals are are they are they animals (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and so that's kind of it's got a really good theme song and it's uh animal this mishmash of animals reproduce i mean i'm assuming just like humans do i don't know the show is geared towards like seven to eight year olds they never dive into that aspect but you know if they came back with an with an are are Arthur's Arthur, parents also aardvarks? Or are they like yes, they they are chickens. They are aardvarks too, because I think that would be crossbreeding if they weren't, and I think that's illegal. You think that's illegal? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe in Alabama well, in or something. In a sentient animal legal, world, you know? I, I mean, I'm pretty sure the the laws of uh, America. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> There's no such thing as crossbreeding. Probably that'd be considered racist in this world if you considered it crossbreeding. I think so. Yeah, I guess in this world that would be okay. So, like, but what kind of baby would you have? That's really fucked up. Like, how did we get here? <laughs> <laughs> like, if if a if say like Arthur's parents get divorced, you know, and Arthur's dad hooks up with Mrs. Rabbit, and they have a child. Is that child an aardvark? Or is that child a rabbit? Or is that child a a ard aardvabbit? Aardvabbit. <laughs> A rardvark? <laughs> I like that better, a rardvark. Way better. <laughs> I'm going to change my, my Twitter tag to at rardvark. <laughs> at rardvark. Uh, but, uh, so, so I tried. So show, what, what, what do they learn? What kind of lessons do they teach? Uh, just, you know, like, how to be a good person and be kind to other people and how to... Be a good brother and sister and be a good son and daughter and like how to solve problems you may encounter in your childhood, you know. Yeah, but so th- this show fits a lot better with Brixby Bear than Scooby-Doo, which is nonsense. <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Arthur has good morals. Scooby-Doo is yeah. just random mystery bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but they like, in Scooby-Doo, they like have disagreements within the group and stuff, you know? And so it's like, they, they have some lessons in Scooby-Doo too, like friendship kind of stuff. But I think that's one thing about the, the 90s kids shows that differed from, from 80s kids shows. The, the 90s, there was shit like G.I. Joe and Captain Planet and like, I guess Captain Planet's not a good example because that had a message like helping the environment and stuff. But like Johnny Quest and and Power Rangers and like there was a lot of kids shows in the 90s that really didn't have like lessons. They were just like something for kids to watch. And do you think that that's a reason why uh, we're so messed up now? (laughs) I mean, 
I don't know. I, there's a lot of things that have happened in my life that I would probably attribute me being messed up now to, and I don't. I don't think I would give much credit to those shows for for it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but but maybe a little. <laughs> I All think right. it, it was probably. Uh, more or less me being allowed to watch like R-rated movies at the age of like six or seven that probably messed me up more than Arthur, you know, or Scooby Doo. Yeah. But <laughs> all right, well, I mean uh, that question, <laughs> maybe not the best question, but I feel like these other two are going to be better. These other two are our more serious questions. I think they'll be funny too, but that one was a total shit show. But it was planned to be a shit show. It was a yeah, and we also show. didn't plan that in head out how to explain it, like write it down or anything. We yeah, we didn't write it out. Yeah. completely from memory that was what the the bit was you know so yeah and maybe maybe i undersold scooby-doo but i don't know i mean maybe i oversold arthur yeah i think i'm i'm not sure let's go uh, i don't know arthur episode next week we'll uh revisit yeah. arthur and see if it holds up <laughs> all right well nick hit us with the next question what's all the next right. one so the next question is you are aubrey you are james's sister okay we could have flipped well okay we'll flip it you're you're evan but you're you're james's sister okay james's 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 brother brother. yeah yes and uh so james comes home just like in brigsby bear and he has been missing his entire life and he's never seen the outside world so what are some things that you would show them immediately essentially what the dad was trying to do in brigsby bear because in brigsby bear the dad is trying to show him the things that he missed, right. even though he's uninterested in all of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, well, I, do you want me? You mean go first? You want to go yeah, first? No, you go first. I want to see uh, how you approach this. Mine's, okay, well, mine's lame. Like, mine's. I don't. I don't. I don't know if it's lame or if it's, but it's definitely weird. <laughs> but as you would probably expect from me. Yeah. Uh, okay, so for mine, I did a. Five day learnathon because five I just felt like learn-a-thon. that's right. I had to give it a title. This to kid make it is going to be traumatized, traumatized by <laughs> day three. <laughs> and uh, so, well, it's funny you say that because day three is uh, probably the most controversial of the lot. Oh, um, no. <laughs> um, but I structured it as a, a five day learnathon where across these five days we will cover all the things I think are cool and like stuff that that I, you know, want to take him to go do and stuff that he probably isn't aware you can go do in the in the great big wide world, you know? So for day one, we every day is titled, by the way, because I'm just, I got to be extra, you know? So, and they rhyme. Day one is meals and deals. <laughs> <laughs> meals and deals. And You're not we'll, getting meals on the other days? Well, I mean, we'll get meals on the other days, but this is the day that's structured around meals. The other days, meals are second to the other activities. We just eat at whatever's convenient. But this day is specifically structured around, like, the American eating experience. Oh, no. (laughs) So we're waking up and we're having breakfast at Waffle House. You have to, you know. And then we're going to meander on over uh, to some to some lunch at just some great local diner, you know, just some good greasy, like mom and pop burger joint or mom and pop barbecue joint, you know, like a mom and pop restaurant. Cause you just, that's a, that's like, you don't have those like anywhere else. I feel like that just cook like basic so shit. Like living do. where you live now, what is the name of shout out the restaurant that you're going to take, take. Okay. I would take him to here. I would take him to Cooley's backstreet burger. Yeah, Cooley's Backstreet Backstreet Burger. Yeah, you walk into this place, man, and it's like something out of the 50s. It's like an old school burger joint. It's like there's like two or three park benches in there to sit at. It's like you can smoke inside. Like, it's like, dude, it's it's old school. It's like the, the, the screen. It's got screen doors that you walk in to come in and they stay like just the screens open all the time. So like the grease smoke and the cigarette smoke is like going out the door. That sounds awful. (laughs) <laughs> oh man and you will get like the greasiest most heart-clogging burger you've ever ate and it is just oh it's so good man it's so there's is nothing james, else like it in the world is james gonna make it to tuesday with all this all these calories <laughs> and fat and, and secondhand smoke <laughs> <laughs> secondhand smoke. 
Cooley's Backstreet Burger for a little cigarette and grease, you know. Um, and then, obviously, to top the day off, you got to take him home and have a, a home cooked meal from mom, you know, because that's yeah. the staple of of you know growing up in America. You just you get those home cooked meals, you know. Like no matter who cooks it, if it's your mom or what, you everybody like knows what like they they have they appreciate their home cooked meals, you know. What's what, what's space. your mom cook that's like the best? So what, my what favorite you... thing is her yeah. like her 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 Thanksgiving dinner, you know, and she makes. So you're having a Thanksgiving dinner on a Monday. Yeah, or Tuesday, whatever day it happens cool. to be. But let's say this is Monday through Friday. Yeah, we're having Thanksgiving dinner on a Monday. And uh, on top of the greasy heart clogging thing and uh, the wall oh, yeah. the house, like I mean, James. That's why this day is 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 you know. You could have spread just, this out. But no, well, no, but okay. Here's the here's the deals part. In between our meals, I will be taking him shopping, and I will take him to a retail store a wholesale store and a specialty slash boutique and we'll start with the retail after breakfast we'll go to target target and that'll give him kind of the you know big box like retail general retail store you know experience and then after that we're gonna go have the lunch and then i'm gonna take him on over to costco to show him what wholesale purchasing is like you know buying in bulk is something that's that's you know, not a lot of people get to appreciate, and I want him to be able to, you know? <laughs> and then, before we have our home-cooked Thanksgiving dinner for Mom, I would take him to a shopping mall, and that would give him a taste of specialty and boutique, boutique stores. That was really hard to say. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and that's day one. That's only day one of this five-day learnathon. He's in a coma already. <laughs> so he needs a week off and then you're on day two <laughs> yeah <laughs> day two is called thrills and chills thrills and chills so you go into an amusement park we are and then but you're first, cryogenically you're... freezing him <laughs> i would start the day off with with a starbucks trip because you got to get a little coffee oh, in you to get energy for the uh, amusement park and to get a light breakfast because you don't want to you don't want to chunk that stuff up after a ride you know and uh, and also, just Starbucks is a staple. You got to get Starbucks, you know? And so we'd hit the Starbucks on the way to the amusement park, and we'd spend the whole day at the amusement park. But that afternoon when we left, we'd go eat whatever was convenient. I didn't write an eating place for this one. And we would go on a haunted tour, because I live close to New Orleans. So we'd go on a, some haunted tours and end the night with an escape room. There you go. Fun. All right. That's the day That's of a, fun. Yeah, just some nice fun activities, you know? And then right, day we, three, we're going to chill it out a little bit, right? Because we went hard for day two. So with day three, we're, we're, we're pulling back some. This day is called Tokes and Jokes. So you're smoking and going yes. to a comedy club. You got it, man. You got it. I, t- I start <laughs> it's, the day it's the off. Catchy, I, it's the catchy names. That's right. You got to have the name. The naming scheme is very important here on this five-day learn you know? It tells him what he's going to be doing before he does it. And uh, so we'd start the day. I'd take him to a local dispensary. And then we'd partake in some oregano, followed by <laughs> what I assume would be a trip to, like, Taco Bell or McDonald's. And then we'd head on over to a stand-up comedy club, take him to a show, before going back home and uh, partaking in more oregano and playing video games until we pass out. Nice chill day, you know, to recover from... Uh, from the amusement park and from the food coma I put him in the first day. Yeah. All right, day four. Day four is called... This is a weird name. I, cause the, all right, the rhyming scheme is why this name sounds sexual. Uh, but it's because I, I had trouble, like, f- fitting, like, movies All right, spit cream. it out. <laughs> it's called Flicks and Licks. Oh, my God. <laughs> Flicks and Licks. I knew I had to preface that shit with something. Like, I couldn't just say that blindly to you. I mean, that's the name of the episode now. Flicks and Licks. (laughs) Don't be shit. (laughs) I would take them to a local record store and let them browse all kinds of music and just, you know... Because, like, if, if you're not a person who's gone to record stores before, 
basically every record store I've ever been into that sells used records has a turntable in there and you can just get the record out and put it on it and listen to yeah. it. Yeah. Speaking of music, can we sidebar back to Brixby Bear for a second and talk sure. that there, there's a scene so he's out they're out in the forest and they have a speaker and, and they're playing music and they're like, James, have you ever heard music before? And he says yeah, I have. I've heard this song. And he he pulls out his cassette tape. For some reason, oh, he carried yeah. the cassette tape of this song. And Ted and April had recorded this awful, awful song that he plays for all of them. And they're like, man, that's so bad. It's kind of good. I kind of love it. Yeah, and it was like, like a Beatles ripoff. <laughs> it was so <laughs> funny. Yeah, wasn't it the Beatlers? It was called the Beatlers. The Beatlers. Yeah, the Beatlers. And it was like one of the <laughs> the song they played was like a Beatles ripoff song. It sounded Dude, just like a Beatles song. That that like scene was hilarious. Beatles song. All right. I'm yeah, that was the, really good. I'm done with the sidebar. That's another thing to look forward to. It brings me there. Was uh, Mark Hamill's cover? I'm assuming Mark Hamill sung that. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I would, that would that's, that fits. I feel like that was funny. But yeah, I would take them to the record store. I'd let them browse and listen to music and buy what, some uh, of their choice. What what record are you recommending them, if you had to recommend them? Oh, man. Don't put me on the spot like that. Fuck, that's really hard. <laughs> I would, Is I would probably... Is making the cut? Uh... Maybe Army actual, Road. maybe 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 real Beatles. <laughs> maybe real I mean, I Beatles? did name I did name my child after a Beatles song. So, oh. yeah, Ellie's name is is Eleanor Rigby. Is where we got oh. the inspiration for Eleanor because her full name is Eleanor, but she goes by Ellie. But yeah, so definitely a Beatles record, probably Abbey Road or or um, Revolver is one of my I think one of their underrated really good albums, but. I would definitely show him some Jimi Hendrix and maybe like some Run DMC, some hip hop. Like I, you know, give him a taste of different genres. Maybe like some John Denver. Fuck around and show him some some country or some Johnny Cash. You know, give him like I want to show him a nice broad range of stuff and let him decide what he likes. You know. Yeah. So you're not I gonna be like on him. yeah, you're not gonna be like at the parents that brings me there and force things on him. Yeah, I may then... suggest things that I like, but if he's not into it, by all means, find what you're into. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and then after that, the licks part. That okay, so the licks part is also the record store because like that's guitar licks, you know. That's that's like music. And then to follow up the lick part of the title, we're gonna go to an ice cream shop uh, after this and let him. There's because there's nothing like going into like a Hagen Dazs or like a Baskin Robbins or something and like Cold Stone. Yeah, exactly. Um, Cold Stone, like just getting. Yeah, no, I do. Yeah, Cold Stone fucking Creamery. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, just, like, fresh, you know, dipped ice cream in a cone or, or a dish like that is just, it's it's a staple of American life, I feel like. Yeah. And so then, after we got our ice cream, we'd eat it on the way to the movies. And that's how we'd spend the rest of the night, as that's the the flicks, the rest of the, of the title there. And I would let him see multiple movies at the movies and decide kind of what kind of movies he liked. And I don't know, yeah. I'm super into movies, so that would be, you know cooler than yeah. sitting in my house and watching them because he's knowing like, you you're definitely sitting down and watching iron man Just, <laughs> that's the first thing iron screams man. evan huh that's the first movie i'm showing him <laughs> iron man. and we're gonna have to dose him up like i'm gonna hurt this kid with popcorn while we're at the movie theaters you gotta make up for lost time I, knowing yeah. you you're gonna lead him with like a uh, hostel or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna watch like we're gonna watch like a racer head. <laughs> James is gonna be like, I want to go back in the bunker. <laughs> show him, show him rubber. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And then to finally cap off this five day learnathon, day five is called Ales and Trails. Ales and, and trails. we would have a lazy morning, you know. And uh, then take a trip to the local liquor store on the way out around lunch. Let him pick out some different ales to try. Followed by a small picnic where we partake in some of our brews and some sandwiches. And somewhere in the, you know, ideally in a nature-esque setting, you know. And then we'd go for a hike in the forest. Or we would lose ourselves in nature for the, the remainder of the day. And then to, to cap it off, we would like throw a tent up somewhere and tell some scary stories and pass out by the campfire. You know, good old camping yeah. trip. And uh, I, we'd probably bring some fireworks because fireworks are fun. And he probably has never done fireworks because that seems unsafe in a bunker, you know? Yeah. 
<laughs> but I, I think by the end of these five days, this kid's gonna know what life's all about. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how much they've learned that's valuable that they could take outside these five days, but that man, it'll be memories they'll never forget, though. <laughs> <laughs> all right, happy with yours. You're probably gonna be much more valuable. No, it's not. <laughs> like it, I, good it's lessons. Good. It's, it's, it's bad. It's, <laughs> it's bad. Well, so yours took about. 15 minutes to explain because you had five whole days <laughs> my, my, mine is just one day i'm lazy I, you're, you're gonna start with breakfast you're gonna have like french toast scrambled eggs bacon maple syrup you're gonna watch some cartoons Fuck. on the tv like flintstones and yeah courage, the cowardly dog dexter oh i'm with it well you got me courage man i'm with it now bacon <laughs> eggs and courage hook me up with this day <laughs> Bacon, eggs, and courage. <laughs> That's the episode title if I've ever heard it. Bacon, eggs, and courage. <laughs> uh, but uh, then I'm going to... This is the part that's going to be valuable. I'm going to take him to a museum. Okay. Yeah, and okay. just, I don't know. He can, he can learn about the world and the universe and ask questions, and I will answer it using Google. Yeah, I yeah. feel like going to a museum is... Probably much more valuable than smoking pot and going to a stand-up comedy show. But yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, that was only one of my days. I feel yeah. like it was mine was an exp- uh, an experience. You know, it was tailored to the experience more than what he would leave with knowledge-wise. I think. Yeah, but my, museum's my day, a good choice. Yeah, my <laughs> my day's much more boring. I think. The- well, what are the two? You gotta. What were the two eating places though? Because you have to eat while you're yeah, out and about. So, so, so for dinner, they're, we're going to uh, Giordano's Pizza in Chicago. Oh Best man, pizza. yeah, t- deep dish pizza. Got to introduce them to that, bro. I I'm telling you, I I don't know if we've ever had a discussion about pizza or not, and like what kind of pizza you prefer. But I fuck with deep dish pizza. I'm the only person yeah. in my family like. When we order pizza, they always want thin crust. And I'm like, no. no. Why would you ruin a perfectly good pie? <laughs> you know, like, I want like an inch thick layer of sauce on that bitch. When I, you know, yeah. like, so I love, good. I'm here for it. And Let Giordano's me have is the this best. day. It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> if it's in Chicago, it's got to be. That's got to be legit, yeah. you know? And I was thinking, like, since we're in Chicago, take them to a, to a Bulls game or something, you know? I don't know what valuable thing you're going to learn at a sporting event, but, you know, he can acclimate himself with a bunch of people. Yeah, he'd get used <laughs> to big crowds. And... In, in our fantasy, um, obviously, uh, COVID doesn't exist, so free reign. Yeah, for sure. We we did we discussed that beforehand, that COVID doesn't exist for this. Because, like, in the movie, COVID didn't exist. So, yeah, you know, we shouldn't have to adhere to those rules whenever the people in the movie didn't have to adhere to those rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then uh we'd probably go home, we'd play some video games, maybe play some like Call of Duty Zombies or co-op game and just chill out and uh end with uh so th- I put some thought into what movie we're going to watch the end of the day. And I feel yeah, like I was about to say I feel like you put more thought into the individual activities than I did. Like I ha- I had more general activities, but I think you had like more specific activities. Yeah, so the movie is Ready Player 1 because it's kind of just everything that's good that he missed. That's a good call. It's got a lot of the pop culture references in it. It's yeah. got like like he wouldn't understand a lot of them, but maybe he'd be like, "Oh, you know what? That uh, Halo grenade was cool," or you know, the Iron Giant. Oh, that was cool. You know, and the, yeah. the movie the movie's about nostalgia, so like he can kind of you know see that passion for all that stuff and maybe take out some stuff he likes. Yeah, I like that, man. That's a really, like, that's a thoughtful choice. I didn't really, like, put that much thought into what we would watch at the movies, because I, well, and I said we were at the theater, so I didn't, I couldn't curate what the theater would have, you know, at that time. I mean, it's I your guess, fantasy. So. You could do whatever you want. They're playing that's Rob right. Deerdick? Rob Deerdick? Fantasy no. Factory? I don't think so. I don't think I'd go with that to show this guy for one thing, but <laughs> only if Chad was coming, too. This is an inside joke for a friend, but... <laughs> if he was coming too, just to piss him off, but I'd probably show him like Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. <laughs> no, I don't know, man. I would, I would, if I'm a bad person to like introduce a person who's never seen movies yeah. to movies because I would yeah. fuck this person up. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta think of something that's like, if this is your first movie ever, what would you show someone? I'm trying to think what one of my first movies ever was. Like maybe. Or like something you show your kids. Stuart Little. Something you'd show your kid. 
<laughs> Stuart Little. What a fucking deep cut. <laughs> Stuart Little. Um, movie. Yeah, I don't Great know. Movie. Like Toy Story, maybe. Yeah, there you go. That's a good one. Pixar, yeah. you know, a Pixar movie of some, one of the any of theirs would really probably work, especially the older ones, you know. Yeah, break that kid's heart. Sean yeah, for sure. Let him learn what it feels like to be, you know, <laughs> like attached to characters and then have your fucking art ripped out. <laughs> All right, so for the last question, what a fucking depressing last line on our on our fun question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so for the last uh question and this one is gonna be shorter i think so um i guess um so you're ted you're the abductor you're the asshole who abducts the kid from the the hospital um, yeah which we we actually grappled with this <laughs> a little when we started it we're like should we play the kidnapper but i think it's fine and i think <laughs> Man, it, it's Brisby Bear's interesting too because they never portrayed Ted. Like everyone around that's in the world besides James thinks he they're evil, but James still has like that soft spot for him and Yeah. Like they're still kind of his parents and like I think they're bad but they're not like They know, don't like, seem don't... to be evil spirited people. Yeah. You know, they did a really bad thing, but I, I don't think that they seem like vile individuals, you know, yeah. at all. And even they come back later on in the movie. I guess you'll have to watch yeah. to find out. But, uh, yeah. yeah, like, I, yeah, I so think... basically, if you're the abductor and you were to create a kid's show, do you know, to teach James like values and stuff like yeah. that, you know, what would you, what show would you make? Yes. And what would like your influences be? Yes. So, you so I'll let go... you start this one. You want yeah, me to go we'll trade back and forth? Yeah. So, uh, Mine is going to be influenced by Star Trek, which I guess okay. makes sense because of the, the Spencer reference in Brigsby Bear. But it's going to have a diverse cast of characters. This is something I always loved about Star Trek was like it has this diverse cast of aliens and humans and all kinds of humans. And there's never any backlash against anything like they're just they're, they're accepting yeah. of everything, really. And I love that about the show. It's super wholesome. Um. But, yeah, that's uh, cool that you went with Star Trek. I, mine's totally a different direction. But it's so not really. I like this. So, so the main character of the show is an alien who lost his planet and seeks up Earth as a refuge. Um, and he has powers, I guess, like Superman esque. And the people who, I, I guess, so like I, I've grappled with this. What they do? Did they drive around in a bus, or maybe maybe they use the spaceship the alien came in on? So it is more like Star Trek, and they're on a ship. But they okay. go, they they travel the world and they teach the history of the world to this alien who I have named Machina because I guess like Deus Ex Machina, like he is. You'll you'll see in a second. So they travel around the world and teach the history of the world in different cultures. And each episode goes to a different location. And in this location, there's a problem that Machina helps them fix. So he's like he could solve every problem because he's an alien with superpowers. Man, that's a great. This is great, man. I, I want to watch the show. <laughs> yeah, I like so, this sounds sick. Yeah, so like you could te- learn about different cultures and different, you know, history and, you know, kind of correct it in a way. And it, that, that's sort of, <laughs> I guess, the evil part of it, too, is that I guess like me fixing it is like evil. <laughs> because yeah. cause you're, you're, you're trying to make the perfect world based on what you think, right? So like that right. is evil. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's but, really interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's what I came up with. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, I, I don't know if mine's as good as that. Like, I like yours a lot. <laughs> mine's very like, we went in two totally different directions. I, uh, for mine, I called the the title of the show was um, our monstrous life is what it's called. Our like H O U R. No, like O U R, like our, oh, like my, our. like ours as a collective yeah our monstrous monstrous life and it's my three primary influences here were full house Full House, (laughs) classic ah real monsters okay and arthur 
And Arthur, of course. Because, like, yeah, the Arthur thing I was really already on because I was, like, you know, thinking about it, so I... Yeah, I would like to uh, disclose this, too, if anyone's like, oh, man, that's crap, I could think of better things. We literally have done all these questions in the last couple hours, so we haven't really... Yeah, we didn't spend two weeks yeah. writing these scripts to yeah, these, like, you know, there's plot they're, lines they're to these not, things. They're not perfect. We're not perfect No, beings. they're supposed to be fun, so, you know? Yeah, <laughs> fun questions with uh, unique answers, and I think we both took different approaches to them which is cool yeah for sure and so kind of I, I tied the three concepts of these shows together a little bit and then kind of put an evan spin on it so it's a it's a sitcom t- style show kind of where there's a lot of, a lot of comedy and a lot of funny things but it's it's kind of like the full house setup of like multiple couples sharing a very large house and or multiple like you know Kind of one big family, but multiple set like separate families. Yeah. Um, only in in our monstrous life, uh, it's a house full of monsters. So they're they're practical effect driven monsters. Like I like how you threw on the practical effects as a jab at uh, I don't know that that, that that's the Evan touch right there. <laughs> yeah, well, because I want them to be like campy, old looking monsters. You know, like I want them to I- be like. Man, I hate giving away so much of Breaks Me Bear, but that joke was ten out of ten too. Uh, so there's a part where, where they 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 want to use a he wants to use a practical effect. And he's like he's making fun of CGI essentially. He's like, oh, we want to do it practical because it looks more natural on like that computer generated stuff. And I like that. Oh joke yeah, it does. In Breaks Me Bear, <laughs> that that was clever. I was like, oh, that's funny because <laughs> it's like it's like poking a jab at it, but also that. that James had never seen CGI really because it's all right. it's all bad practical effects in Bridge yeah. Bear at the show. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's like it's poking a jab at it, but also like the writers poking a jab at the real state of. I'm gonna be real, and I, I didn't even put, like plan that aspect to coincide with Brigsby, but it did. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, just, I just remembered that joke. <laughs> but yeah, that's actually it's actually perfect. We haven't ruined Brigsby. I mean, the, the, there's so much in that movie, so. Like still watch it. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean yeah. What what we're saying is like not even com- a comparative to the experience of watching it. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so it's like a it's like a full house styled sitcom sort of, but it's a house full of practical effect driven monsters, and yep. the the different characters include a free loving hippie couple who run a local coffee slash bookstore, voiced voiced by uh, Cheech and Chong. Tommy Chong? Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe uh, Tommy Chong, and who, who do we get for the, I don't know, I didn't put this much thought into it. Mila uh, Kunis? <laughs> yeah, so. sure, sure, Mila Kunis. <laughs> or the mom from that 70s show, what's her name? <laughs> <laughs> um, And then their children, who go to Monster Middle and High School. Monster and, Middle and High School. <laughs> that's right. And, um... A stay-at-home monster daddy with twins and a husband who's a manager at uh, Monster Grocers. Monster Grocers. So he's it. Yeah, he works the grocery store. And and then who the show is kind of following and how you get introduced to the family uh, is by this sentient animatronic who is a writer looking for a place to live and they rent out their attic to him. He moves into the house and that's kind of your introduction to it. You're being introduced to them as is he. And he's like literally an animatronic from like Chuck E. Cheese and shit, but he's like <laughs> alive. From Chuck E. Cheese, <laughs> yeah. And he, he so he's like a he's like a Five Night at Freddy's. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know. I didn't get, pick an animal. Maybe I should have. But he's like uh, I don't know. He's an animatronic. I don't know what animal I'd pick. Maybe a possum. He's maybe a possum he's a human. Maybe he's like a, a humanoid animatronic, and like the human is the monster. I, I like the possum idea, I'm going to be honest. Possum. <laughs> He's an animatronic possum, I'm here for it. He's got like wiry hair on him and stuff like a possum has and a weird snout. Because <laughs> I want all the characters to look super bizarre and like weird. Yeah, and uh, scar this kid. <laughs> and so basically they try to tackle life's issues as wholesomely as possible in a world full of monsters and mayhem, you know? And so they're like a normal family, albeit a really weird one. Yeah. Uh, but the whole world is like this. It's not like they're the only monster family. It's everybody is monsters. The world is monsters. And like 
things like ghosts and goblins and and evil things like ancient powers do exist in this world so there'll be like fun plays on that also that you know serve as more like entertainment episodes kind of in between the the, the learning episodes but the the main thematics that the show would cover and kind of the lessons it would teach would be kind of a mainly a social like family oriented kind of thing like like Arthur and Full House and Full House um, yeah. yeah stuff like being nice and sharing and like accepting others who are different and trying new things and learning boundaries and losing loved ones and bullying and you know that kind of stuff just like normal like life issues that kids would deal with but with the fun monster spin on it yeah so that's my show, Our Monstrous Life. Our Monstrous Life. Greenlighted. Right there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We went in two really different directions. I don't know if you liked mine or not, but I liked yours a lot. I thought it was... No, yeah, I like yours. Yours is good. Uh, I like the full house thing. and the mo- I like how they're animatronic monsters. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. It was like trying to make it different and weird, you know, and that was kind of the Evan side of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think this was honestly like... A super fun episode and like a the perfect tribute to Brigsby, really. Yeah, I mean, I think as good uh, of a tribute as Void Video can give Brigsby. I it's think, interesting you know? too because Kyle Mooney drew his influences from '80s stuff, and we drew our influences from '90s stuff. So, yeah, because he's a, he's a little older than us, so like he yeah. grew up in a little bit of a different area. So we tried to gear it more towards like our our age, you know, bracket of what what we experience during childhood which i think made it a, a fun personal twist you know yeah but i think i guess we end the episode uh we can't we can't recommend Brigsby bear enough and honestly even a hundred episodes from now like this this could be heard a hundred episodes in and i don't think we'll ever do a movie as wholesome as this because it might not exist <laughs> yeah ex- i agree completely yeah, so like, like if you were to watch one movie that we recommend definitely check this out Yes. Get stop. Like as soon as this this outro bit plays, you you go and you search up Brigsby Bear and you buy that Blu-ray or you stream that movie. Yep. Do stars it. streaming on right stars. now. Right now. Do it. <laughs> so hostile. <laughs> <laughs>